Last God Standing. I am Teresa. I'm Danny. And I'm Louisa. Woo! Louisa's our guest this week here at the Definitely Quarterfinals Welcome. again. Yep. Mm, so how you been, Louisa? How many? Me? Louisa. I've, okay. I've been alive. <laughs> that's about it. What I've got. <laughs> Danny, how you been doing in there? I see what Louisa has behind her. And look, I have the same one. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's my sanity light. It's my night light. I just dropped them. I'm doing fine. I just saw you. I know. Listen, the the listener doesn't know that you just saw me. Well, listeners, I just saw Teresa. Um, Halloween. Hmm. Oh yeah. How was everybody's Halloween? It was pretty good. I not said as Halloween you know, as past. Not that is the truth. No parties. No parties. What'd you do, Louisa? I went to a kind of party, not party. Socially distanced around a bonfire. Oh, that's nice. Sounds good. Sorry, I got distracted. Stop getting distracted. We're filming. I mean, recording. <laughs> I wish the connection was better. I'm very sorry that uh, it's not. It's just not. Well, looking around isn't going to make it better. <laughs> you know what I think? I think I'm going to no. put you two on hold and I'm going to move closer to the router. I think there's a definite problem with it reaching all the way into my office. How do you guys feel about that? Yeah. Okay. Talk some amongst yourselves. I don't have anything to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of out of it. Oh, wait. I got a bunny. Bless Jesus Bless Christ. you. Let me just see. so bad. I thought he died. <laughs> Blessings. Everyone said bless you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you got a bunny? Yeah. I saved a bunny. Uh, well, one of my coworkers saved a bunny. So I've kind of kidnapped oh. him and called him Salem. I think it's nice. him, but Salem can go both ways. So Yeah, it's, it's gender neutral. <laughs> it's the only new thing. All right, I can't really move without dis- disrupting the entire phone call. And putting everybody out. Are we still recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, let's just give it a whirl. Okay. So who are we doing today, Teresa? We are semi... Nope. Quarterfinaling. Hephaestus versus Dionysus. Woohoo! The now, what is the... What are we doing? Well, Danny and I each take a god and we sell them to you. We tell you about them and what they're up to and how to worship them and all. And you pick the best one based on the information you now have. And any questions you might have, we'll answer them. Well, I'm excited, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we give you enough. So, like, every episode up until we had the finals was, um, you know, each individual god got, like, an hour. But we're kind of condensing it now and giving you the bullet points. Um, and then you can base your your answer on whatever you want you can ask any questions you want um there's really no rules cool and if you decide at the end that you just like the letters in somebody's name better then that's that's it that's how it goes that's why i chose them yeah all right all right who would you want to hear about first hephaestus or dionysus let's go some hephaestus oh that's me i'm hephaestus (laughs) ah Well, our Hephaestus is the god of fire and the forge. He was the son of Hera 
in most stories, he's the son of Hera alone. Because Zeus would go off and have uh, affairs and children. And then when Zeus brought forth Athena um, from, him, from himself, she was like, well, I can do it too. And made Hephaestus, who she thought was extremely ugly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> She's like, you're not the only one here who can do it. I can do it alone. I don't need you. She thought he was extremely ugly. Uh, too ugly to be amongst the beautiful immortals like herself and everyone else. So she kicked him off the mountain and Jesus. he hit every rock on the way down. Well, I mean, he was already ugly to her. So like all the ugly rocks. I mean, I get it. She's cold. She's a cold woman. It's mean. It is so mean. Uh, don't worry. That'll come back so, to haunt her at a later date. So that's where I was getting. He, he might as well be the revenge god because he's gonna get you're gonna get it from him. Sorry. Uh, fuck. She just pauses long. She's not stuck. She just she edits them out. She blinked sort of. Yeah, that's on me. I'm the I'm the worst at like. I've read this and everything before I got here, and I'm still like, ugh. You've done this will be your third time doing Hephaestus. <laughs> I know. Is that ridiculous? See, but like, I, it's like it's the first time every time. Because now I'm like reading it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Do I want to do that here? Or do I want to put that in later? I'm just going to read it as it's written. Because it's all out of order. That's a good idea. So give me out of order. Mm. Okay. There's no order. This is no order. Uh, so I, Hera, Hera was once tied up by Zeus in a very unfun way, uh, from her trying to destroy Hercules and Hephaestus for some reason tried to free her. Uh, but Zeus hated that and threw him off Mount Olympus again. He has no luck with mountains. No, he's a real mixed bag when it comes to his mother because he'll torture her. Uh, like he makes her a golden throne. So when she sits in it, it uh, binds her with invisible fetters to the chair, and she cannot get up. And the other gods were like, Hephaestus, don't you think you should let Hera go? I mean, it's been like a month. And he said, I have no mother. He's a very dramatic theater boy. <laughs> he really is. Because other times he's like, I better help out my mom, my poor mom. And then he's like, I have no mother. Who's my mother? The one who threw me off the mountain? Emo. Very. And then he eventually lets her go because Dionysus uh, gets him drunk and talks him into it. Uh, he does... Right. Yeah. Because they were sick of him complaining. <laughs> I like to imagine him drunk at a bar being like, let me tell you about my mother, that bitch. My mother never loved me. I have no mother. She never loved me. Did your mother kick you off a mountain? Because mine did. <laughs> uh, he is the workman of the immortals. He makes all their homes, furnishings, and weapons. He also has assistants who help him that he made himself out of gold. Uh, he In his workshop, it's under a volcano. Uh, his wife is Aphrodite. This was an arranged marriage. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. Is she happy about it? No. <laughs> I don't know. Did she really bitch about it? So I mean, not like that. I mean, else, but I mean, she got around town quite a bit, and it wasn't. Well, the, wasn't the marriage to Hephaestus to stop that? Yeah, and yeah. By Zeus, it, it worked so well. By Zeus, the king of affairs was like, "Don't you think she's getting a little out of line? 
Paramusta just fell right off her chair. She must have been like, are you kidding me? First of all, I hate him. Second of all, are you kidding me? At least she didn't fall off the mountain. Yes. Maybe if we marry uh, Aphrodite off, she'll stop all this affairs. Mm-hmm. And they're like, but you're married. <laughs> right. Okay, so he's married to Aphrodite. Aphrodite uh, runs around with everyone, in particular Ares. Uh, now, you don't really hear about Hephaestus getting bent out of shape about the affairs, except for Ares. He does not like this. Yeah. Uh, so he creates another trap. He's very good at traps. And it, so while Aphrodite and Ares are fucking, uh, a net catches over them. And then they're lifted up to show all the other gods them having sex. And all the gods laughing. They laughed at Ares. They, yeah, oh yeah, they were laughing. Because I'm, I, I posit that uh, because he's the war god, it was considered less masculine to be catching. So I've decided that Ares, uh, Aphrodite was pegging Ares, and Ares was very mortified. That is the scenario I personally made up for them. If it was just it. regular old sex on a bed, like, that's not funny. That's just regular. Boring. Right, but if Ares is being humiliated, then that is funny. Uh, so Aphrodite asked Poseidon to convince Hephaestus to let them go. And charge Ares an adulterer's fine. I don't know what an adulterer's fine is, but I think Poseidon made that up to get him to release her. An adulterer's fine. Mm. And then later, so Aphrodite, I that Aphrodite didn't have to pay it. <laughs> adulterers. I don't know. Yeah, maybe the the price was Poseidon gets to have sex with Aphrodite because they do later, or maybe that's his reward. Wow. So I just looked up adulter- adulterer's fine. Mm-hmm. And in some places, you can still get fined up to $1,000 or three years in jail. Where? In the United States. Is that by any... thing? <laughs> can we send in anybody? Idaho. We send... Idaho. <laughs> in Idaho? I what even is Idaho? <laughs> of course, it's still there. <laughs> oh, not true. Massachusetts is considered... Hey. And you have to pay $500 and go to jail for three years. I think we can. Yeah. S- yeah. Can we send somebody to Massachusetts? In Arizona, it's a class. Right. I mean, yeah. I, no, in New York, it can be a three-month jail time. <laughs> oh, no. I don't even understand this. But in Maryland, you only have to pay $10. Aw. All right, Maryland, I see you. <laughs> That's because all the politicians live up there. Right. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's very funny. Uh, so adulterer is fine. So he pays the adulterer is fine. And that's that. So he lets him go. And he's like, uh, I guess you get to sleep with my wife. Ten dollars, please. Maryland. Hephaestus is the patron of the arts. Uh, he was a kind and peace-loving god, mostly. Except for he's really emo. Right. So, I yeah, like, like Emo, he's going to, like, write some sad poems and have a sulk, and he is a creative type, so he made a couple of traps. Nobody got hurt physically. <laughs> it's more emotional. Uh, that's all Emo, isn't it? It's just my, me and my feels. Uh, because he makes all the weaponries for the gods, he made the arrows of Eros, Apollo, and uh, for Eros, Apollo, and Artemis. Achilles' armor, 
Hermes shoes, clappers for Hercules, and made some stuff for Athena, which I don't have this written. Yes, this is part of his notoriety. Uh, Athena went to visit her good friend Hephaestus to be like, hey, can you make me some weapons, please? This is such a funny story. It's so gross, though. (laughs) She's like, hey, best friend, can you make me some weapons? And he's like, you bet. Uh, As a revenge spell, Aphrodite had put Hephaestus to become overcome by desire for Athena. Not a previous situation, but it is now. Oh, got it now. Uh, Determined to maintain her virginity, Athena fled and Hephaestus chased her. And uh, he caught caught Athena for like a second and tried to rape her. Uh, But she fought him off. And during the struggle, his semen fell on her thigh. Ew. (laughs) Ew. He didn't even get in. And it was already on her thigh. I know. So she's grossed out. Uh, and she wipes it off her thigh uh, with a scrap of wool and threw it on the ground. And as she fled, Erichthenius was born of that semen and the earth. And, it's a magic semen, man. Yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, that child was put in a small box because she was going to raise it in secret. And like make... you do. What happened? I said, like you do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, baby in boxes. The Celts also put a baby in a box. <laughs> Nobody puts baby in a box. There's going to be abundance. <laughs> so they were raised uh, by the daughter. Do- the child was raised by the daughters of Cree crops. Seer crops? Sorry, that was in- slimy. I'm slimy. <laughs> Hephaestus was the god of ceremony when children were official- officially admitted into the city organization. I don't know what that means. Like when you're a citizen, maybe? That's what I think we thought last time. Is that like what you do when you grow up? Maybe. It's like your bat mitzvah, but it's Greek. Oh. And now you're an adult. Whoa. That would be nice. How did he get that job, I wonder? Not it? Like, uh, everybody just went, not he it? Came on somebody's leg. He came on someone's leg. Oh. He's like, I'm a man now. I don't, even, hey, I don't even like that for my own husband. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I'm like, get it together, guy. <laughs> that would, no. Doesn't belong there. And then we're also not making babies from it because don't just throw it to the side and go. No, that would be very exciting for this guy. I'd be like, yeah, that's all I had to do. I would have thrown it on the floor ages ago. (laughs) Uh, He has some kids. He, uh, not with Aphrodite. They never have kids. But he has a few wives. I thought they had had Harmonia. I don't think that was her. I you know what? That's with Ares. They had a ton of kids together. Yeah, they did. He had uh, Algeia, uh, which is a grace, and they had kids together. Euclea, Euthenia, Euphemia, and Philophyrocene. Uh, and those are the gods of glory and good repute, prosperity, good omens, welcomeness, and friendliness. And so that's nice. And Carabio is a sea nymph. And he has a kid with her called Cabareri and some local uh, Thonic deities that the Argonauts were part of their cult. They enjoyed that. That's nice. Good for them. What else about him? Mm-mm-mm. How do you worship him? Oh, his main temple is in Athens. The artisans would set up their workshops near the temple. 
Uh, there's no specific... He doesn't go in for um, sacrifices or anything like that. I think just doing the art near his temple or in his temple probably is, is good. Uh, most intact of the ancient temples are his because they turned them into Christian churches. So the exterior is still everything Hephaestus, but the interior is everything Jesus. I like it pretty artsy and stuff. Yeah, they say where he fell off the mountain is Lemnos, Lemos, and the spot where he fell cures madness. So if you go visit that and you're mad, like insane, then you will no longer be insane. Alright. He, uh... Oh, Harmonia. Aphrodite gave Harmonia an extraordinarily, extraordinary necklace made by Hephaestus uh, that the jewelry would bring disaster to later generations. <laughs> it's just more fun cursing. That's nice. Hey, Aphrodite. She's like, I got this <laughs> present for you. Terrific. <laughs> I got you something. He makes a lot of jewel, cursed jewelry. He's big into cursed jewelry. He makes... He creates Pandora. That is what he does. So I have a special page for her story, if you're unfamiliar with Pandora. So he made Pandora? Yeah. She or was box. of box fame. He also makes no, that she box. said, or the box. Oh, uh, like, both. <laughs> nice. Uh, Prometheus, punishment for stealing fire. Uh, he had a brother, Epimetheus. So, Pan- so Hephaestus makes Pandora. And out of water and earth. And then the four winds breathed life into her. And each of the gods gave her a gift. Aphrodite gave her beauty and desire. Hermes gave her a cunning and a crafty tongue. Athena gave her clothes and taught her how to use her hands. Poseidon gave her a pearl necklace that would prevent her from drowning. I'll bet. That's what he told her at the time. Right? Yeah. It's traditional. It's a traditional pearl necklace, you know. How it is, new person. (laughs) Apollo taught her music and how to sing. And Zeus gave her a foolish, mischievous nature. And Hera, because she's Hera, gave her curiosity. Uh, now, they were... Uh, Epithemius fell instantly in love with her and married her immediately. You know, because you do. And her, his brother was like, hey, don't take gifts from Zeus like ever, because it's no good. It's no good. And he's like, but this one's different. He's like, it's not different. It's very bad. So, there it is. As a gift, Zeus was like, I made you a box. Never look inside. And they're like, yeah, no bad. You may want to open it. Yeah. She was like, yeah, no sweat. I can, I'm not going to open it. Don't even worry about it. And they, they went a couple of years without opening it. And then she opened it. And out it all came. So that was the story of Pandora and Hephaestus's hand in creating Pandora. Zeus was real salty about that fire. That's what I'm saying. Are we all okay hey. over there? I'm good. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I wasn't sure if you were moving or not, so I wasn't sure if you were done with the sentence. No. I should not. like I should put like a metronome in the background so you guys know that I didn't freeze and it's just <laughs> It's easier if I'm not looking at you. <laughs> but I just don't look at you. <laughs> don't look at me. Don't look at me. Alright, so Hephaestus, artsy, emo. Got any, got any good questions for Hephaestus? Dear Hephaestus. Why did he create Pandora? He creates Pandora from wind and earth, and the four winds breathe life into her as revenge for Prometheus and his brother for the fire. 
to humans. There we thing. go. Don't like it. Okay. Um, so he like just chills with the ab- abuse of, of, you know, being kicked down the mountain all the time. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going to take it. And then proceeds to take it. Okay. Mo kid. Got it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> like, like, I mean, he just kind of sounds like an emo kid. You know, he's got all this art and stuff and you know, falls in love with making things and traps. And Well, maybe after you hear what Dionysus has to say. Go on, Danny. I was going to say, I think we mentioned this before, but I think it's interesting that out of most of the temples around Hephaestus, being that he's a creator and he's a builder and that kind of thing, his are the ones still standing. And I I know part of it is because, you know, the Christians took it over and maintained them, but they must have been really, really pretty for, for them to want to, like, take them over. Oh, right. Yeah. They could have just tore it down and been like, we put this boring thing in its place. Right. Yeah, like, this isn't our church, so it's done. Instead, they're like, oh, I'm going to take it now, thanks. Right. So they must have been pretty pretty nice-looking temples. Yeah, I think that's really cool. Hmm. Are you ready for some Dionysus? I'm ready for some Dionysus. Okay. So Dionysus was the ancient Greek god of wine, winemaking, grape cultivation, fertility, ritual madness, theater, and religious ecstasy. Um, because wine was such a major part of ancient Greek culture, Dionysus was an important figure, important and popular figure in their mythology. Um, the interesting thing about him as far as his relation to the other Olympians is um, he was the last to be counted as the 12 Olympians and his unusual birth and upbringing made him more of an outsider. So he wasn't raised in Greece. Um, and the fact that he was allowed to be one of the the 12 biggies um, kind of put him as like standoffish with them a little bit. He has been, he was believed to have been born the common myth is that he was born from um, Zeus and Semele. Uh, Semele was immortal, which is another reason it's weird that he's allowed up on Olympus. Um, but Hera, of course, being Hera, uh, found out and tricked Hemp Semele into asking Zeus to reveal his true form to her. Zeus actually did love her and tried to talk her out of that request. And she died because nobody can see a god's true form. Um, Zeus took the baby from her womb and sewed it into his thigh. (laughs) And then a few months later gave birth to Dionysus. All right. Um, that's the most popular myth. One other myth is that it's possible he was Persephone's daughter or, um, son, uh, from, from, um, Zeus tricking her and that Hera sent the Titans to kill the infant. Either way, all the myths um, uh, agree that he was born from Zeus's thigh. Huh. Um, after he was born, uh, Zeus took him to um, the rain nymphs to be raised hidden from Hera. Um, Semele's sister, Eno, was also involved in that and helped raise him. So he wasn't even raised around the other gods. Um, and it's also pretty interesting because it's one of the few deities that actually has an infanthood or a pre-adulthood. Um, he wandered across Asia teaching mortals the secrets of winemaking and cultivating grapes. So he spent a lot of time away from Greece and then finally came back to um, Greece and ascended to Mount Olympus. So because of his the fact that his mother was immortal 
and uh, he wasn't raised in Greece. He's considered to be an outsider, which actually makes him more popular with lower, cla lower class Greek people um, because he doesn't have, you don't have to be of high born to worship him. And he's, he's the easiest to worship. You just get drunk. <laughs> pretty much so his followers believe that instead of him coming down to talk to you when you take the wine or the grapes into your body and become inebriated that's actually his spirit uh working through you and you know his his with, with that comes the ecstatic dancing the frenzies the the sex um although he doesn't have as much sex as pan does <laughs> but um, it's a very like lose control of yourself. So they believe that when you lose control of yourself in this ritual ecstasy, Dionysus is taking you over and now you've worshipped him, which again makes him incredibly accessible. Uh, he is always depicted as a mature. He's not always depicted as a mature male, um, but he's almost always holding a fennel staff tipped with a pine cone, which looks like a penis. It looks like he's holding a penis staff. Later, images of the god had him to be beardless, sensuous, naked, or semi-naked, androgynous youth. Uh, in literature, he is sometimes described as womanly or a man-woman. Oh. Um, the bull, tiger, and serpent are sacred to him. Any percussion instrument is his you know, favorite, and I think that has to do with the ecstatic and ritual dancing. Uh, he and Demeter are actually worshipped quite a lot together. Um, they're seen as the supreme deities of the earth because they both have to do with harvest. Um, and he too is also only happy during the harvest seasons or the summer. And during the winter, he kind of rests and gets a little sad uh, like Demeter does. He was he is said to have been born of fire and nursed by rain. So his birth corresponds to the development of grape. The heat ripens the fruit and the water keeps it alive. Uh, he also once fell in love with a satyr. And I don't know what the satyr's name was. They didn't say, but he loved him so much that he named a constellation after him. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't that be the, the constellation's name be the name of the satyr? They, it would, but they don't say what constellation it is. Oh, all right. Fair enough. Right. That's why I don't know. <laughs> In theory. Yeah. Um, so he is also the deity of the Maenads. Mm. Um, these were the women. Now this is, there's some there's some questionable things about the maiden. A lot of times maidens are portrayed as um, being in states of frenzy, intoxication, being crazy. Um, but what some people think is that it was actually just the fact that because Dionysus didn't have any restrictions on who could worship him and how he could be worshipped, that women were given way more freedom and flocked to this type of, of worship because they... They didn't have to dress. They would dress in fawn skins. They were allowed to carry stick. They carried fax symbols and they were allowed to have sex, but it wasn't looked down upon. Mm. Um, they did, however, can't kill a king. With good sex? <laughs> no, well, the king <laughs> banned the worship of Dionysus and the Maenads uh, went after him and tore him to bits. Yes. My That's, guess. They never the god away. Yeah, and my guess is there's probably more to that story, but, you know, we, we may never know. Um, it is possible that they already didn't like him, and they were just looking for an excuse. 
Like, what if there is no more to um, that story? That's the whole story. They were like, the king was like, no more and Dionysus. And they were like, I guess you're getting torn from limb from limb. I mean, it's your call. <laughs> I'm okay with that, actually. Um, but on the same on the same side, they were also known as the nurses of his. So, like, if you were sick or whatever and you wanted to appeal to Dionysus, you went to the Maenads. But funny, mm. his nymphs were high priestesses. Um, okay. And yeah, and he, like I said, he really didn't have, he didn't have temples. The outdoors was really his, his, uh, you know, place of worship. Um, in his dealing with humanity, he's actually pretty nice. Um, he, he wandered around Asia and taught the art of cultivating the vine. And he taught it to humans. Um, Hera didn't like it and struck it madness. But then Rhea found him, um, cured him. And then taught him all of the rites of earth. And he taught those to his followers. Um, he and Dionysus are considered the most benevolent towards mankind. Mm. Uh, he has been known to rescue women that were left by other gods after they were used. Uh, he even found one that had been abandoned. And he married her just so that she would be okay. Uh, she eventually died, but he turned her into the constellation Corona. <sighs> he went to the underworld to rescue his mother because he was worried about her uh, and brought her back to Mount Olympus. So he's not an emo little boy? No, mm -hmm. no. I think, again, because he didn't, he wasn't raised around the deities, so he didn't really have all the political drama, I guess. Yeah. Um, and because they, they did say that, you know, he was the only one that when you, you, he was supposed to, you know, like possess you in a way. He is the reason though, that King Midas turned everything to gold. So <laughs> including his own daughter, Dionysus had found out that his foster father was missing. Midas had found him and treated him well. So Dionysus offered the king whatever he wanted. Midas said that he wanted whatever would turn and whatever he touched turned into gold, and then he accidentally turned his daughter into gold. Mm -mm. So okay. that was good. <laughs> but I mean, I put that under Dionysus's uh, notoriety, but that was really the most notorious thing he did. But it kind of wasn't his fault. Um, he was just giving the guy what he wanted, right? And I think that's more of a morality play on Midas. Yeah. So I have to look something up real quick because. Under his children, I just wrote, Dear God, you horny God, you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say there's quite a few. So I have to look up. I think he had so many kids that I had to put it on a separate paper and I didn't. Um, but it was a lot of maenads and stuff. Yeah, I don't think there was a lot of... Um, not maenads, but uh, the other word. Not, uh, nymphs. Nymphs. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize that I hadn't had that on a... So how's Dionysus going for you? Louisa, I mean Kyle. I don't know. I, I I like him a little bit more than emo guy. I mm, know. <laughs> you know, he, he tried to help. Like I like the arty aspects of Hephaestus because you know he's like build your shit. I don't need you to worship me in any certain fashion, but like paint near me, build things. Right. And then Dionysus is like, I'm gonna teach you how to do this thing and get drunk. <laughs> so Ironically, he's the father of Hymenos, the god of weddings and um, the hymen. 
Oh. Uh, yeah. But he had this child with Aphrodite. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, one of his, uh, he's also the father of the charities. Uh, he's the father of Met, Menth, uh, the goddess nymph of drunkenness. Um, let's see. Most of his children involve um, orgies or wild frenzies. Um, Poor Hephaestus. He gave birth to the the second wife of Hercules is also his daughter. Uh, several of the Argonauts. Yeah, he has a lot of children, but none of them are really like you'd know them by name. Uh, yeah, they're, all they're of his men. divine offspring are um, are uh, uh, what do you call it? Sexy, sexy time. <laughs> and most of them are from nymphs. Most of them are from other nymphs. And let's see. That's what a cult leader uh, is like. Roman times, he's known as Bacchus, and Disney made him fat and slow. Yeah, no, they uh, they definitely changed him into something completely different. Right. Like, actually, a lot of times over, multiple places have uh, made him fat, jolly, sometimes with a beard. Right. It's just like, that's not the attractive, like, androgynous that you're they hearing. Away, yeah, they took away his sex appeal, which is very common. And then instead of having, yes, ma'am. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Uh, you know what I just realized? Because I looked at, at where Hephaestus uh, comes in. And he also, uh, or not Hephaestus, uh, Dionysus, his uh, legacy and stuff. He, um, what does this say? Why would somebody text me about Baby Shark? Uh, even so in, do. I know. So he's ugly in the Disney movie, but in Percy Jackson, he's the camp, like, he's the head of the camp counselor, and it doesn't seem that he is especially attractive camp counselor. It's not like he's the Bradley Cooper of that apparition. Wasn't he cursed in Percy Jackson? Yeah, he could only drink, like, uh, Diet Coke or something like that. Right. Wow. They even took away his wine. They did. Because he went to go make it with a They did. I think they were very specific about, like, why he was stuck that way. Well, he went after a nymph or some such, and they were like, no good. And they made him be a camp counselor. <laughs> right. Okay. Which is funny because his stepfather was kind of, a, or his foster father was kind of a, a camp counselor as well. So mm. they did take something off that. Well, that good lookingness taken away. I also think I'm leaning more towards, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that was it. When he's depicted in popular culture outside of Leonardo da Vinci, they're like, he's not that hot. I'm like, all right. <laughs> right. Well, thanks for desexualizing him. <laughs> I'm also leaning more towards Dionysus because the whole foster adopted Aww. thing. And he's just like, no, I don't want to be like those jerk faces up there. Like, I don't need to trick you or get revenge or just leave me here. I'm good. Yeah, it definitely gave him like a nicer <laughs> aspect on life. Thinks, I think that's it. Because he wasn't, like, raised around the backstabbing political right, sexual orgies with other people's wives, kind of. I mean, Hera will continue to hate him forever. Forever. But that is, that is going to be because of who his father is, not because of anything he did to her. Yeah. That's Hera all over, that's the only reason I'm going to go <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't be. Are you coming up to a winner? Is that what's happening here? Yeah. Who is your winner? Should I drag it out more? No. Nah. <laughs> you don't have to if you don't want to. <laughs> no, that's that's what I'm I think I'm I'm going with Dionysus. <sighs> Dionysus is Woo-hoo! a big winner. Alright, so who Who's won? Gonna be it? 
Who won two weeks ago? Was that uh, Hades won, right? No. Hades didn't win. Against remember? Poseidon? But remember... I do not remember. Remember Berries? You remember? I'm pretty sure Hades didn't win because I was a little sad. Oh. Even though my nephew was the reason why Hades didn't win. You're right. I think he did. Didn't he pick Poseidon? He did. He did pick Poseidon. Okay. Well, now it is Poseidon. And I think it was, yeah, he picked, he picked Poseidon. I'm, I'm 100% sure that I made a little bracket about that, and then I did nothing with the winner from the previous week so that I could look it up, because I have the memory I have the memory of a steel sieve. So anything I do is just gone immediately. Uh, that means into the semifinal, it's going to be Poseidon versus Dionysus, two horned-up gods ready to go. Oh, jeez. That sounds exciting. <laughs> Uh, so really quick, I want to tell you. So Gina called me today and told me that we should be watching The Blood of Zeus. Oh, I heard about this. She says it's really, really good. There. On Netflix. Um, it's animation. And she okay. says it's like the Castlevania animated. It looks like Castlevania. Okay. Oh, so in. I'll definitely give that um, a look in. She, it's only eight episodes and she said they're short, but she said they definitely did their research when they made this. Mm. So. Oh, it looks kind of cool. Right? Got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't have that annoying... So, I don't know what the Castlevania animation looks like, but as long as it doesn't look like Steven Universe or uh, Rick and Morty, no, it's no, good. No. It's good. I think they they refer to it as an adult anime. Oh, okay. Almost. I mean, uh, American anime. I don't know if right? you guys can see. Oh, I yeah. thought that was just like, you know how the comic cover looks better than the inside? I mean... But also, there's a smut book. Oh, hello. That guy looks like Tom Payne, you know? Jesus from The Walking Dead. Hello. I mean, I thought he kind of looked like uh, Momoa Mm. for a hot minute. Yeah, it used to be called, what was it called? Uh, Gods. Doing it? Gods doing it. Yeah, it used to be called Gods and something, and now they're calling it like... Blood of Zeus? Blood of Zeus. I'll take it. I mean, there's yeah, apparently looks- a season two coming up too. Yeah, it looks like it looks like um, it looks like American anime, and then they tried to draw it in a little bit of a Greek style. Mm. Oh, but I I'm can okay get behind that. Once in a while, it, it it gives you the face. Yeah, there's definitely like a sad emo face. Of what there. on Hephaestus? Uh, I don't know who that was, but um, and I can't show you because I'm looking at my computer. Zeus looks like a badass. I mean, I don't know who this pretty boy is that they keep showing me. It's got to be. A, it's Apollo, almost certainly, right? Probably, probably. But Hades is in it. Uh, Hera's like a bitch. Um, <laughs> I mean, this is their picture on Netflix. Oh. Yeah. It's got to be the Furies. Ooh, maybe. But anyway, so Gina said she watched it. It was really good. She suggested we watch it. We will watch it. We'll review it. We got another one over here. Oh, I could say, okay. Pretty cool. I'm on board. I'm yeah, on board. What? I'm on board. Yeah, so I'll give it a work. Uh, I'll give it a workout. We'll give it a workout. Ooh. Give it a whirl. Hey, Louisa. Yes. Where can people find you, follow you, look at you? If you'd like, or not, or nowhere. Facebook? Oh, I'm not going to have them friend you on your personal Facebook. I mean, do you yeah, have like I'm an really, Instagram? I don't, I don't have anything just yet up. Uh, Louisa Myers Photography on Facebook. Oh, great. 
Um, and I'm trying to update that as soon as possible, but that's about it. Okay. Well, what kind of... So you're starting your own photography company? Is that what's happening here? Uh, I, when bands were a thing, I was shooting for bands. Uh, but since quarantine life happened, uh, kind of into people's cosplays because they can't pay for cosplay stuff. Mm. So that's great. Help it out there, you know, doing stuff like that. That's great. We'll have a uh, camera okay. chat. We'll have camera chat in a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's see. What do we got here? You can find this very podcast on social media at last God standing. Uh, on Facebook, Last God Standing Pod on Instagram and Gmail. Twitter is at last, in my, my favorite Boston, Danny's favorite Boston accent, Last God Pod. Except for, what is your Facebook? Because, oh, it's Last God Standing Podcast. Yes. But if you go Facebook. There's a Last God Standing band and it's terrifying. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word we're hosted on podbean lastgodstanding.podbean.com uh thank you for to my husband mike Jacino. we're on spotify too we're on spotify too we are on spotify yeah you can find us on literally every podcast service there is your yeah. itunes your pandora i guess do people still use that i don't know rhapsody is that still in business what is that what is rhapsody? yes <laughs> me that's some old old lady call back there. That's... I'm so old, I don't even know what that is. Uh, thank you to Mike Jacino for writing our theme music. And this one's for Danny. Yay. Thank you, listeners. Like, share, and subscribe. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.